You're listening to The Driven, the podcast that gives you the news and the views, the ins and the outs on electric vehicles. The Driven is presented by Giles Parkinson, the editor of Renew Economy and The Driven websites, and is brought to you by ZeroMo, a non-profit initiative helping transition to battery-powered lawn and gardening equipment and electric vehicles using 100% renewable energy. Hello and welcome to this latest episode of The Driven Podcast. My name is Giles Parkinson. I'm the editor of The Driven website and also of Renew Economy. And joining me today is Greg McCarvey, um, the founder and head, I guess you could call it, of Ace EV, Greg. Is that right? Pretty close, yeah. Uh, uh, two of us have actually found the, uh, developed the group, but I'm the one that sort of presents and says the stupid things and yeah, makes sure that we're on track. <laughs> well, I hope the clever things as well. Look, um, one, one of the things, look, you've got exciting news this week about a new manufacturing deal to put together your new electric vehicles, specialising in small commercial vehicles, I think initially um, electric vehicles in Australia. But let's get just back to the start. Um, yep. ACE EV, um, my understanding is it stands for Australian Clean Energy Electric Vehicles. Is that right? That's correct. Yep. And that was purposely named that way because we want our vehicle to represent the cleanest uh, transport option available. And uh, if we have our way, it certainly will in Australia. Mm. Now, tell us about the vehicle that you've actually um, um, you're taking to market. Um, it's 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 a bit different. I mean, it's it's not like a Tesla. It's not like a main brand vehicle like the Volvos and the Jaguars and the VWs that we're starting to see out. This is this is a completely different approach. So, tell us what it is, and tell us why you're approaching it this way. It's a, it's very clever, actually, Giles, and we're fortunate to um, partner up with. Uh, German corporate partner and Taiwanese and the the cleverness comes out of Germany and uh, what it really involves is a skeleton. I'm a marine biologist so I talk in biological terms and it really is, it's a skeleton uh, made up of about 19 bones and they're a carbon fibre composite and once that skeleton's assembled you've got a very strong cage that's uh, two to three times stronger than steel in the equivalent structure and then off that structure we hang a skin which gives it the car its appearance and then fit all the instrumentation. The real beauty about this vehicle is it's so simple to put together, uh, very quick, very durable and what attracts me as a marine biologist and uh, environmentalist is the fact that one, it takes one third the energy to actually construct and build compared to your traditional uh, metal based vehicle. So it looks like a small commercial vehicle, like a bit of a um, a bit, bit of a small van. Is that uh, a fair description? So um, it is. We get the batteries. Yeah. No, go ahead. Look. Yeah. The, the whole concept behind it was to have a vehicle that everyone felt comfortable with, and we know from the reaction we've had to the vehicle that it's got a good personality and people like it. Uh, it drives beautifully, and um, it's got a very good cargo weight ratio. The vehicle itself is only a thousand kilo, but it'll carry eight hundred and fifty kilo of goods. It's clever in that it's actually designed as an EV from the ground up. And so what that means is the battery compartment drops down from underneath the floor and it can be removed from the vehicle and changed for a new one if necessary in five minutes. Part of the thinking behind that was that as battery technology improves, all we have to do is put it inside the case and put it back into the vehicle and suddenly we've got a vehicle that's got greater range and a whole heap of other features. Hmm. And what size battery do you have and um, what is the range? 
Well, this, this current battery is a 30 kilowatt hour battery, and the range on that is around 250 kilometres. And um, okay. it's got a, yeah, and it's 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 a, quite incredible. It's a, the way it, it's a light ratio and the, the build of the vehicle that's giving us you know a, a, what you'd call good economy, I guess. And for the average punter who takes it home and it's designed to be taken home and plugged in like a mobile phone. Um, it costs you $3.60 for every 100 kilometres. And I'd uh, challenge anyone to go into a petrol station and put $3.60 worth of fuel in their tank and see how far they can get. Well, I used to put $3.60 of fuel in my tank, but I reckon that was about 40 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Things have changed a bit now, haven't they? <laughs> I think they have. I think $3.60, I think it's probably just a little bit over two litres. And I reckon, um, yes. Um, and, uh, and, and really, that translates, to, yeah, that translates to $36 for a 1,000 kilometre. And, uh, you know, there are quite a few petrol or fossil fuel vehicles now that do a 1,000 kilometres, but... Uh, uh, I dare say it costs a bit more than thirty-six dollars to fill the tank. So you've actually produced a couple of these cars already. You've actually—I um, think you're just preparing to deliver to your first customer, aren't you? No, what we've done you know, it might look that way, but um, there are vehicles running around. But we've got these specifically for Australia, and Model Three will be out next year. Uh, the current one we've got here is what we call a prototype. Uh, and you've, you, you've got a Model 3 like Tesla, have you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but we're not going down the sexy route like Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, the, uh, yeah, so we've got the Model 3, and uh, that one is the one that uh, we're taking orders for. Um, and we're very fortunate, I don't, just luck, I guess, but the, the first woman to order a uh, Ace Cargo uh, off our website. We've got a competition running at the moment. Anyone can subscribe and um, uh, have the opportunity to get in the, on the order list. Uh, but uh, South Australian woman, and we passed uh, the badge today. So next year, when the car comes off the production line, she'll come back and put the badge on and drive away. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Now, look, talking about the production line, now you've announced a deal today with the um, South Australian um, trucking company or trucking manufacturer um, called Autumn. Tell, give us the detail about what this is. Um, yeah, you're going well, to be well, well, manufacturing we, we, or assembling electric? Just, yeah, just, yeah, just assembling at the start, Giles. It's, um, we're taking a low-risk approach. Uh, so the product will come in a bit like an IKEA pack. Uh, we'll, we'll source local product as well, and it'll be a mix of imported and local. Then if it looks like the policy position and the appetite in Australia supports what we're doing, we'll move into the next stage, which is full manufacturing. And that will take us into over 50% Australian um, supply chain. And it's probably a, a good place to start in Adelaide because there's a lot of existing supply chains that have sort of gone a bit underground since the auto industry collapsed. But the skills are still mm -hmm. there and, and we know they're keen to get back into it because there's, there's a passion amongst uh, auto builders in the industry and it even exists if it's an electric vehicle. And so what's, what are the barriers? Are, are there still some barriers to, to cross over before this actually goes ahead? I mean, like it's a, um, it's a deal to, to work with Autumn to do this. I mean, do you still need to raise money for this project? And, um, yeah, we do. Set up a manufacturing we, or an assembly yeah, line? A, we do. It's a real chicken and egg uh, position. You know, right at the start, we did about uh, nine expos, you know, promoting our vehicle. 
and I had nothing more than my voice and a few banners to show what we had. Then when we actually built the vehicle eight weeks ago, you know, came in in six boxes to Brisbane, um, we then had a vehicle and the interest is of course lifted. Now we've got the, nearly the final piece of the puzzle, which is we've got a manufacturing site and we're very confident that Mark Haig is going to become known in Australia as the father of EV because he's allowed us to get started with the EV here. And um, uh, the next step now is we just need to raise the funds because uh, we've been using our own funds so far, raise the funds to uh, really make this business fly. And it's not like your typical auto industry, it's a much cheaper proposition. Uh, stage one, we're looking at about 20 million. Uh, that'll give us the full assembly compliance, right-hand drive exclusivity for the world. And then stage two is about 110 million. That'll take us up to about 15,000 units a year production. And with stage two, so we're the 20 million. Yeah, go on. Sorry. No, sorry. So, so, so the 20 million gets you your initial assembly line uh, production overseas and assembly line here, and then yes. then the next lot, the 110, gives you your full manufacturing line. Correct. Um, and we'll have the Germans come in with the molding and set the molding process up and all all the uh, requirements to do the majority of the manufacturing here. Seems like a very ambitious target, though. Even though you've actually you've got your prototype, you developed the car, um, you're winning plaudits. Um, you know, people are attracted to the idea. It still must be pretty hard to get from even this point in time, like an agreement to actually raising the money and to set up a manufacturing plant in um, in Australia. <laughs> well, 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 you're right there. But being a marine biologist, we didn't know what the problems were, and I think. Um, We've succeeded where someone that might have come out of the order industry would have been a bit phased by it. I mean, we could still come undone, but I don't think we will because the strength of what we've got is our corporate partners out of Germany and Taiwan. And since they've seen what we've done here, they're, um, we're part of a global strategy now. And that global strategy means that Australia is exclusive right-hand drive manufacturer for the world. Now, it could come down to the, the point later on that we might be manufacturing under licence overseas and just supplying some of the right-hand drive components specifically built here in Australia. But our advantage in this region, and I was flown across to uh, Europe by the Asia Development Bank last year, the advantage for Australia in this region is the Australian icon. Australian quality is iconic in Asia. And what it means is that if there's any investment to be done with setting up a, a manufacturing plant or what we call an assembly pod, um, it's much easier if it's based on product out of Australia. Hmm. So what price is this vehicle? Um, it's about $20,000, is that right? No, no. It might be eventually, but this vehicle at the moment is oh. forty. Yeah, 40000 Oh, okay. Yeah. And, where, do um, I, where did I get $20,000 from? <laughs> I don't know, just being hopeful. Maybe I was looking into the future. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, it, but, but honestly, if you have a, you compare this vehicle to a fossil fuel vehicle, um, and you, you picked up a you know existing vehicle for sixteen thousand dollars, ours for forty thousand. By the time you've done a five or six years of running with the vehicle, that's life cost. You'll find that your service work and all the spare parts and other things required for the older vehicle, or not the older vehicle, but the fossil fuel vehicle, uh, will come very close to matching the cost of your your um, EV because the EV. Service cost almost non-existent. We had a delivery service done on the cargo that was a wheel alignment. And um, you know, as I said, the running cost of the vehicle is very cheap. And if you're using home solar, 
uh, in storage, suddenly you're using their son's energy to power your vehicle. It's an attractive proposition indeed. So tell me about the electric motor in the in the um, in the vehicle. Is it um, does it kind of look a bit like the um, Hyundai's and the Nissans and the Jaguars, which sort of you know, to all, at a quick glance just looks like another engine, but is in fact electric and more compact than the um, the internal combustion engines, or is it a bit like um, Tesla with sort of, you know putting a ball and hidden hidden underneath? Well, you're asking a marine biologist questions that he probably can't answer. <laughs> but I know our, engi- our, engi- our engineers could. But the electric motor um, drives a rear-wheel drive and the uh, powertrain powers both the rear wheels. Um, down the track, we've actually got a very uh, clever uh, associate electronics engineer who's developed a, a new motor. It's going to be one of the simplest in the world. And... Um, It'll be groundbreaking. We'll probably have it incorporated in our vehicles in the next five years. Mm. Why did you go for a cargo vehicle now rather than just a small runabout um, passenger vehicle? Well, that's what we asked Charles. He said, Greg, trust me. And Charles is a nuclear engineer. He was chief engineer for the high-speed rail. Uh, he also ran uh, one of the leading auto-build companies in Taiwan. He set up his own manufacturing company in China and now this production line, the German production line, which our vehicles will come off initially next year. Um, He said, Greg, light commercial is the way to go. And I think he's correct because there's not a lot of other people doing light commercial in this space and we're focused really in an environment in Australia where we haven't got lots of charge points. Uh, We're focused in an environment in Australia where the cities are really congested with big vehicles running around delivering things, when in a lot of cases you look in the back of them and most of the space is empty space. You know, they've got a few parcels there. So we think that the light commercial, with its great turning circle, the fact that it doesn't give out fumes, it can be driven into buildings and deliveries can be done. That's just, we think, a practical solution for uh, last mile delivery in cities and urban environments in Australia. And would you look to expand the range at some time down the track? Yeah, look, the range, the range extension is quite easy. Uh, we've got another battery, a 40 kilowatt battery that, uh, battery that can go in, and that'll bump the range up to well over 300 kilometres. Uh, we've got an associate in Singapore that's developing some clever technology in graphene, and if we inst- install the graphene uh, interface, uh, we can then do rapid charging of the battery, and it protects the battery systems much better than... Uh, you know, some of the your, uh, management systems you've got at the moment and it also gives further range extension. But, they're, you know, they're things we'll develop down the track. Range anxiety is really, it's a, unless you're doing a very heavy delivery service, you know, well over 250, 300 kilometres a day, range anxiety is uh, not really relevant. I think it comes from the fact that most people are used to taking their car, filling it up at the petrol station once a week and then at the end of the week looking for another one that's cheap and then refilling it. Whereas here now, you've got your petrol station at home. So basically, car into the garage, plug it in, charge it up, and it's full next morning. Yeah, I, don't, I think a lot of people don't understand that. It's interesting, some of the emails we get on the Driven um, website, um, just asking questions. I've got one today from a guy in Orange. It's 250 kilometres away from Sydney, and um, he goes, um, is there really an electric vehicle that can get me from um, from Sydney to Orange? And um, all my friends tell me I'm mad thinking about an electric vehicle, but, you know, and where am I going to charge it? And um, I sort of wrote, wrote him back in reply saying, well, if you think about the electric car, it's 450 kilometres, and most True. others are about 250 yeah. to 350, and you can charge it at home because 
this guy's got a huge solar array as well. So um, yeah. it's but interesting. Farmer, this too. Farmer, yeah, yeah. Farmers, for farmers, it's just it's the best solution. You know, you don't have to worry about shipping fuel to the farm all the time. You have your solar array, like you said, and charge the vehicle at home. Mm. Yeah. Um, if only you mentioned about the range, um, the, the question, I, and, and it was badly phrased by me, and because um, yep. I talked about re, re, you know, extending the range, but actually meant sort of widening the models range. Oh, <laughs> and, sorry. Um, whether yeah. you go beyond a cargo. What our intention, Giles, is that the vehicles we've got at the moment, um, they've got a European design genetic, genetics in them. What we want to do next year is start design work that incorporates some real Australian feel to the vehicle. Uh, we have a fourth model coming out, which is a sports car in 2021. It'll have a range of over 600 kilometres and 150 kilometres now, and it looks very smart, uh, but I'm just not allowed to show anyone the pictures of it yet. And uh, we're, what, you know, I mean, we've got to get ourselves established. We've got a research and development facility that Charles and Gerhardt want to set up in Australia that works with the one they've got in Stuttgart and the one they've just set up in Ningbo. And, um, uh, so we're here for the long haul, and we want—I want this to be around for my grandkids and give them great opportunities. Mm. Is Australia going to be the main market, or is the Asian market going to be um, more interesting? Uh, for us, probably the Asian market, up to eighty percent of our vehicles, and they'll be shipped. Right. Out. Yeah, they'll right. basically go overseas as an IKEA pack, uh, like an IKEA pack. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to use the word IKEA, but they'll go over in a knockdown pack, and then. We'll provide local training and make sure they've got the, the correct assembly uh, facilities set up with temperature control and a few other things. And what is attractive is it creates jobs in the uh, mm. target countries. And for them, most importantly, because of the pollution from diesel and everything else, uh, switching to electric removes all those health hazards. Mm. Mm. No, that's absolutely. And when do you hope to have all this in place? I mean, you're now looking for some money, some initial funds, $20 million. Um, that's but still a bit of work to do there. So you're hoping to get the assembly running by the end of this year or before then or uh, into no, 2020? Orders this year. We're going through all the compliance and redesign process and then we'll start assembly early next year. Okay, and how's that um, process in Australia then with the uh, with the design process? Because I understand it's a bit of a problem for some people, sort of importing models into Australia, going going through the various. Um, um, well, you know, uh, there will um, be problems. We we expect problems, but we've actually got one of our uh, engineers over in doing some homologation at the moment overseas uh, with the ADR uh, various ADR compliance requirements. But we haven't got a, a real concern because all of these vehicles have been designed to a European standard and um, already been involved in uh, crash tests with side impact, front impact and everything else and have performed very well. Yeah, we just have to duplicate it again for Australia. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, look, good luck with that and um, good luck with the venture. And um, Greg McGarvey from um, ACV, um, thank you very much for joining the uh, Driven Podcast. Appreciate it, Charles. You have a great day and thanks for everything you're doing. Good on you. The Driven Podcast was brought to you by ZeroMo, the non-profit initiative that supports battery electric alternatives for lawn and gardening maintenance. ZeroMo helps transition to cleaner and quieter garden power tools and electric vehicles powered by 100% renewable energy. Visit zeromo.com.au and find out how you can make the switch to zero emission, petrol-free lawn and garden maintenance.